0: Hello, welcome to Warhorn Media's Biblical Foundation for Aesthetics. This is The Introduction, and my name is Nathan and That's Pastor Jacob Menzel. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, Jake. I'm excited about this. And yeah, me too. People have hours of things to listen to in front of them right now. Yeah. and Hours upon hours. hours. At least of, three. At least three. Somewhere between three and four hours of conversation on aesthetics. A yeah. biblical foundation for same now we're going our job right now is to introduce it so yeah. how to talk about this we have three different subjects that we are approaching
1: we're we're talking about aesthetics and literature music and film cinema as a way to think about aesthetics in general from a biblical perspective and also we get real specific about what's unique about each of these artistic mediums mm-hmm. how they can be used for good or for ill you know what makes them potent what sets them apart that sort of thing
0: well what we thought would be fun would be to actually ask the same seven sort of questions, questions of each of each so let's actually go ahead so we're gonna we're gonna ask what it's not just you and me right yeah that that is an important thing to establish yeah up front it is you and me but it's also we've got brandon chasteen our very good friend from the bookening on our literature installment Yep. We've got Jody Killingsworth, Pastor Jody Killingsworth, Associate Pastor of Trinity Reformed Church in Bloomington, along with yourself and others. And more importantly, for the purposes here, the founder and co-writer and lead singer of My Soul Among Lions. Yep. And for music. Lots of other. Obviously. Lots of other stats about how Jody yeah, knows music. All his yeah. stats
1: will probably be on that episode. Yeah, I
0: think we'll talk about it there. And then we've got our good friend Benjamin Solzer of Sound of Sanity fame and other things joining us to talk about cinema. That's right. That's kind of the Sanity at the Movies crew talking cinema, the Booketing crew talking literature, and a little My Soul Among Lions crew talking music. music. Yeah. And like you were saying before, I think all of our discussion will have broader application. There's things that you can draw from what we're going to be talking about for thinking about the fine arts, for example. We didn't do Mm -hmm. like a a statue episode or... Yeah, a, we
1: didn't deal with sculpture or painting or anything like that.
0: Right. But I think you'll find lots of principles in here. And who knows, maybe we'll have to do a, a follow-up series sometime and cover some of the other art forms. Fine
1: arts, architecture, that sort of thing.
0: But we thought everybody's watches movies. Most people read books or, or deal with the written word. And everybody listens to music. So let's tackle those first. Those are the most popular art forms mm-hmm. if you will so we're going to ask these seven questions of our expert panels on every one of these little what would you call them episodes installments whatever yeah yes i would you would call it something jake I would, would call you, it would, something, you would use yes. some word to describe this i would yes <laughs> so first we're going to ask what's distinct about the medium what is distinct about movies what is yeah. distinct about literature what is distinct about
1: what makes literature literature? What makes cinema cinema? What makes music music? What sets it apart from any other artistic medium?
0: Why is it special? Which is an interesting question. I mean, we'll talk Why about is it, a it. Thing, but like with cinema, one of the things we ended up talking about is it actually does a lot of things. Like it includes music, it includes the written word, it includes all these different elements, and so
1: or it can or it can. Does it have to? Does it have to? What's the most essential thing about cinema? But what, at one end of the conversation, and then, but what is possible with cinema at another end of the question?
0: Right, and it's the same thing for music. Music is music, but then music is always, almost always in popular forms, connected to words.
1: But the limitations of music are solid in a way that they aren't with cinema. There, You cannot have a visual, music is not visual.
0: No. By definition. I mean, I think one of the things we're going to argue about cinema, or argue, not we're not going to argue among ourselves, we're going to make this argument, that it is one of the most facile, and one of the most broad, and one of the most, for that reason, potent mediums Mm -hmm. available, because it can actually use what's powerful about the written word, or about music, or about different things, to make itself more potent. Now, our second question is, what's especially powerful about this medium?
1: And so you can see, even as we're talking about it, how the one one question leads into the next question.
0: Yeah, almost every question is inherent inside every other question. That's what we found.
1: Yeah, when you start to talk about, and it becomes obvious once you you start to think about it. Mm -hmm. So once you start to talk about what makes music music, you are beginning to talk about what makes music powerful. Exactly. That thing that is most essential to that art form is its potency, is its what makes it powerful in and of itself.
0: And when you talk about what makes something powerful, you're also talking about our third question, which is what makes something dangerous? Yep. What are the dangers of, in this case, cinema, literature, and music? Our fourth question is how do you use this medium in a way that honors God and serves people?
1: Yeah. Which again flows from the others. If it's powerful, if it's potent, it's dangerous. But also, then, can it be and how can it be used for good? Potency and power doesn't mean, and even danger in and of itself, isn't bad. Danger goes along with power, and dangerous things can be powerful things for good or evil.
0: A sword can be wielded by a king or by a psychopath. It doesn't say anything much about the sword. It says a lot about the king or the psychopath. I guess that actually is an important thing to say up front, because one thing we're not doing is making the argument that art is bad. Or that that any
1: of these mediums are intrinsically bad.
0: And we're going to talk pretty seriously about some pretty compelling reasons to be very careful.
1: About any, each of these mediums. About each
0: of these mediums. And I mean, when we get, when we're answering that third question, what makes the medium dangerous? I think we'll verge sometimes on sounding like, well, why bother actually? Mm -hmm. But I think it's important. It is important to say upfront. We do think people should generally bother with these things. Um, mm-hmm. or else we wouldn't be doing this, right? Absolutely. Okay. Next question. Question number five. And this is tied to the other ones. Like I said, they all kind of overlap, but how is the medium most often abused? So what's the difference between what makes the medium dangerous and how is the medium most often abused?
1: Well, the difference is we get into some very specific things in the case of how it's abused that we try to give you some actual practical handles for understanding the misuse of a medium in your own life and so it's the difference between saying say that music has the uh, the power and the potency and the danger of moving your heart in all kinds of different directions versus coming back and saying a lot of music is used to acclimate you mm-hmm. to, sensual- to sensuality to sensuality right and this is how it works so in the it. first
0: case music even when done well might pose these dangers certain just simply because of its potency because of the way it works in the second case it's like here's how a bad person is actually intentionally doing this putting it to a bad end Um, right now here the most often and here the here the
1: here's some examples here's
0: some examples the way the way to the things to look out for uh and then questions six and seven i think are really fun if you could say one thing to any aspiring practitioner of this medium what would you say? So, we're going to just say, you know, if we're going to talk to a budding novelist or filmmaker or musician, what would you say? Mm -hmm. And then question number seven, if you could say one thing to any partaker of this medium. So, anybody that watches movies or... So, we're going to put all of our panelists on the spot and make them have to give an answer to that question, which is always fun because... People are always, first instinct is always, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One thing, <laughs> haven't we just said everything? So, yeah, these are
1: some fun conversations. I know I had a lot of fun working on them. And what I think that listeners, no matter what where they're coming from, if they're longtime fans of the book getting or sanity at the movies, they'll hear a lot of familiar things. they will also hear some new things mm-hmm. in some ways. This is the pulling together of a lot of work we've been doing together and working through and thinking through over the last five years. And in other ways, it's, it's us pressing forward, pushing forward.
0: Yeah. It's nice to have it all in one place because yes, if you listen to the booking, you'll see certain themes emerge, certain ideas that we've been playing with and hashing out and hammering on. Or sanity at the movies. Or certainly, you don't get to see this process as much, but behind the scenes as we think about the Psalms and the music settings and all. The, or we're writing the Ville. Or, or we're writing the Ville. You'll see a lot of things that are familiar, but we actually haven't ever had the chance to put it all together before. Not in an
1: intentional way. In an
0: intentional way. We've
1: talked through a lot of these things and worked through a lot of these things together. But most of that's been in conversation with a particular book or movie or uh, music project or something like that.
0: Yeah. And it's a little bit different saying, well, here's here's all the things we think about the Little Mermaid say, but then having to step back and say, okay, how would you actually put all of the things that you're bringing to the Little Mermaid in some sort of presuppositional form?
1: Well, yeah. And In that sense, there's going to be a lot more technical talk because when we are talking about The Little Mermaid, we don't want to throw around a bunch of dumb terms.
0: Yeah, we're not going to say the missing scene of... We might say the missing scene... We might talk this, about
1: what missing scene is or right. is not, or if it's even a thing right. when we talk about cinema mm-hmm. in this sort of setting, but right. we're not bringing that concept up in a Little Mermaid discussion.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing we do try to do is make our podcasts accessible. So we don't just want to throw terms around. I came up with a rule early on in Sound of Sanity, which is don't say the name Kierkegaard without saying Something about who Kierkegaard is, because I'd like people that don't know who Kierkegaard is to like us and listen to us. But
1: and that's because I was talking about Kierkegaard, and uh or as my old professor used to say,
0: Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard, yeah, and In I, a it, Jordan Peterson episode or something like that, where we were getting into Carl Jung. And it just occurred to me, you know, there might be some intelligent, wonderful, kind, nice people out there that don't know who Kierkegaard is. And I'm not promising that we do that perfectly every time or define every. I mean, you know, you, you you want us to be able to, you want our podcasts to be conversational and fun and quick and everything that they are, which means we're not going to stop and back up every second. But I do broadly speaking, want to make sure that we're not just throwing around jargon or buzzwords or
1: mm-hmm.
0: references that you might not get. But this is our chance to define some of that stuff in a controlled environment. So it was a lot of fun. All of these conversations, it was like, I wish we could have gone another hour or something mm-hmm. like that. So anything else to say? Jake, if there's one thing you could say to any <laughs> aspiring listener of Warhorn Media's Biblical Foundation for Aesthetics, what would you say?
1: Uh, Pull out a pencil and paper as you go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As an inside jo- you'll well, get, you'll get yeah, that no, joke. Well, yeah, no, later. I but think it's,
0: it's a... That's like a that's foreshadowing, folks. It's important.
1: Yeah, it's less of a joke than it is foreshadowing. Yeah. Almost all of my application at that particular point is be an active participant. Be active. Be an active reader. Be an active listener. Be an active watcher. And so pull out a pencil, read with a pencil, listen with a pencil, watch with a pencil is my shorthand for saying, hey, find some way to discipline yourself to be active if you can't be active and discipline yourself to be active in your head or even if you can at times one of the best things you can do is pull out a pencil on a piece of paper a pen a piece of paper and force yourself to engage Mm -hmm. not take notes in a dorky passive way where you're recording things but actually why did that happen Mm -hmm. why did they what what was that what is what does this even
0: mean why a chorus here and why why those lyrics there Really, if you could sum up everything. Why does
1: every shot that has so-and-so in the frame looking up at him?
0: Why did they put this in chapter one? The story could have started a month back. It could have started a month forward. Why... Why not start here? Why
1: did that girl walk across the front of the screen just mm-hmm. now? Somebody made that happen.
0: Somebody made that happen. I mean, really, if you could sum up... If, okay, folks, you actually don't have to listen to the next three installments of this thing. Because really, what we're going to say over and over again, I think the the big takeaway from this actually is just be an active participant. Be thinking about these things. Be yeah. asking questions of them.
1: But if you want some tools and handles yeah. for... What exactly to be looking for and paying attention to and how how this all works? Eh, you, you maybe could benefit from press and play on the next one.
0: You could do worse. You could do worse. You could do worse. All right, well thank you folks and we'll be back in whatever installment you choose to listen to next.